Warning, The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the Savage Nation. Of course, it's not that bad. No, the sky has not fallen. It is the coronavirus, not the coronavirus. But if you're going to sit here like a Pollyanna and, and, and like a big dumbbell, say it's nothing, it's like a cold, it's like a minor flu, what you're doing is spreading a kind of panic that's going to spread the disease even more because people are not going to take the reasonable precautions that everyone on earth with a brain is taking. Welcome to the Savage Nation. Do I have to tell you the stock market's kind of down 2,000? That oil has plunged 24%? That bank stocks are in the toilet? Uh, I don't have to tell you any of this because you all know this. But there's things we have to talk about. And that is the politics of this on all levels. The real economic impact of the virus has not yet been felt. Not at all. And what effect it will have on the election? Of course, we can speculate on that. And we will today on the Savage Nation. Will Pence be thrown overboard in favor of Nikki Haley? We've seen those rumors that Pence was set up to fail by he was given a task he was not equipped for. He is not a medical expert at all. He is not a viral expert, an expert on virology. Good governor, nice man, very religious I think he's a fine man, but definitely not the man for this job. He was given the job. And that leads us to the next question. Do you fear a perfect storm has arisen and Biden could win? I know I'm not allowed to ask the question to those who are true believers. They don't even want to ask the question, but I'm going to ask the question because that's my job. May I remind you that my job is to ask questions and try to answer them with you, not to sit here as a water carrier for the man that I helped elect and I will vote for no matter who they run against him. But that's not my job. My job is not to sit here and be a cheerleader. I have to say things that I think are true or else I will retire from radio for good. And you won't hear from me again. Now, maybe that's what you want, but I'm not ready to do that. Do we have a perfect political storm? What do I mean by a perfect political storm? Well, you can figure out what that is. Uh, Has Trump and the administration done enough to prepare America for this outbreak and the uh, associated relationships? What are people going to say? Let me tell you something about people. People need to blame someone. No matter what happens in a society, people need to blame someone. So those who are Trump supporters are now blaming the New World Order. They're blaming the Democrats. I I can't believe the kind of garbage I'm seeing on Twitter. I may eliminate my Twitter account as much as I've enjoyed it because it's the sewer pipe of the of the intellect. It's like watching children in the back of a classroom who cannot do common mathematics lecturing the algebra professor. They don't know the first thing about math. They're telling the algebra professor what he knows about algebra is wrong. I've never seen anything quite like this in all the years I've been on social media. We have to talk about this. Unfortunately, human nature demands that someone needs to be blamed. 
Who are you going to keep blaming, the Democrats? Well, unfortunately for you in this case, the buck stops with the president in this epidemic. Do you understand that? That that's how it works? That's how politics works, whether you want it to work that way or not? Do you know anything about the BioShield account? Do you know what it was? Or has it not made it over the transom of uh, the supporters of this great president? Unfortunately, you need to know the truth about the BioShield account, a program that was set up after the SARS epidemic and anthrax events. Remember the white powder well over 10 years ago to permit and allow the federal government to fund research on pharmaceutical responses to biological attacks should a pandemic arise. It was a very important program because this kind of pharmaceutical research is prohibitive for private companies. It has almost no commercial upside. And so the government set up a program called the BioShield account so the government labs could develop drugs, drugs for these or other epidemics. Congress and the prior administrations created the program. In this case, Congress was right. They anticipated such a serious event as that is occurring now. Unfortunately, the BioShield program gutted BioShield program was gutted by this administration. They eviscerated the program. Why did they do that? I don't know. I don't know. And if you think the people are that stupid, you're wrong. I don't think you understand that no matter what you think, the people are not that stupid. You can fool some of the people some of the time, some of the people all of the time, but you can't fool all of the people all of the time. I've said that about Obama on most of his policies. And now we're facing something entirely different here. And I can't believe the things people are writing on Twitter. The globalists are doing it to tank the world economy, to bring in the new world order. Uh, So all the owners, the billionaire owners of Google and, and such are committing suicide to bring in the new world order. Are you people that dumb? Where are you reading this? On the sites that sell you Miracle Silver? To rub into your eyebrows? What is wrong with you? Is there no common sense about the coronavirus? Of course, it's not deadly at this time. We don't know the long-term effects of the coronavirus. In some cases, it is a short-lived disease. In other cases, for the elderly, it kills them. SARS had a death rate of about 10%. Seasonal influenza has a death rate of 0.1%. The actual death rate of the coronavirus could be lower than 2% because we do not yet know the total number of cases, and many of them have been underreported. Not all cases are promptly identified, especially in Wuhan. Okay, so I believe that the actual calculated death rates will go down over time, perhaps to less than 1%. In that regard, I agree with Donald Trump. However... What effect does the virus have on people when they get it? Are you, believe, are you believing the big lie that it's nothing? It's like the common cold? If you are, you are shortchanging yourself and your family. Experts that I trust are reporting that the um, coronavirus is less deadly than SARS, but more deadly than the flu. You catch that one? More deadly than the flu. More deadly than the flu less deadly than SARS. Important for you to know. But here's another thing you don't know. 
even those who recover from COVID-19, this uh, virus, may not be immune forever. We do not know yet whether or not the body's immune response will protect you from subsequent infection. We don't know that. We do know that exposure to the four seasonal human coronaviruses, which cause the common cold, uh, does produce immunity to those particular viruses. In those cases, the immunity lasts longer than that of seasonal influenza, but not permanent either. There's a lot we don't know. But we do know the world is taking it seriously, even though Pollyannas in the media are not taking it seriously. They're brushing it off as a guy, a giant conspiracy of the Democrats to destroy Donald Trump. I think you're doing yourself a disservice. Now, for those of you who say I'm just spreading panic by talking about the realities of this virus, you could not be further from the truth. Think about this carefully for one minute instead of being a true believer who doesn't know what you're talking about. If I am telling my large audience around the world, especially in America, to take common sense precautions that all major governments are advising, am I not trying to limit the effects of this disease and in so doing limit the devastating effects upon Donald Trump and his administration? Of course I am trying to protect America and in so doing protect the president. The worst thing you can do for this president as some of the bumbling fools are doing, is telling people not to worry, that it's no worse than the sniffles. They're doing the president more harm than you could ever imagine. Because then, as the virus spreads, and more people are devastated by it, even temporarily, and the economy is hurt by it uh, even further, who will suffer? America will suffer, and the president will suffer. Do you understand this? You have to think this through. Now, let's talk about n- many other things, and you're, you're welcome to call the show at 855 400 Do you fear a perfect storm has arisen and Biden could win as a result of it? Do you fear we're headed for another Great Depression? Will Pence be thrown overboard in favor of Nikki Haley? These are good questions, because the real economic impact of the virus will be akin to a 9-11. What is happening today in the stock market is akin to 9-11. And so the real economic impact of this virus is akin to 9-11. And in times like these, people will pay their mortgage. They'll buy their food. They'll pay for gasoline. They'll pay for electric. But more discretionary spending is currently at risk. Now, as far as I am concerned, there is an upside to all of this. I woke up at four in the morning and I thought of all of the animals on the earth who would not be slaughtered. I thought of the earth getting a breather, a rest from man's rapaciousness. You say, I guess that's not American to think that way. Well, that's how I think. I think cosmically. Man has exploited the earth almost to exhaustion. In so many places, the seas are almost fished out. In so many places, animals are being slaughtered to extinction because man has a rapacious need to gobble up everything in his sight. Everything in his sight has to be eaten, killed, snared, controlled, put in a zoo. And I thought maybe the earth and the animals of the earth are going to get a break because of this economic downturn. Just maybe there's some positive on the uh, global scale 
to this rather than all the negatives that we are seeing. You know, in many ways, I have been a lifetime pessimist. I, I admit it. And the beauty about being a pessimist is you're often confirmed. You'll never go wrong in being a pessimist. And I understand that the conservative movement is filled with the good, the good time Charlies. The good time Charlies, be optimistic about everything. Never say anything is wrong. Think positively and everything will be positive. Okay, you can live that way. I've been a pessimist most of my life. And unfortunately, my pessimism has been rewarded. And I'm telling you right now that my parents who lived through the Great Depression taught me to be frugal. And I'm telling you to be frugal. They taught me not to be greedy. And I'm telling you not to be greedy. And I'm telling you that there are upsides to this downside, this downturn and this downside. You agree with me or not? I'll be right back. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Have you recently reviewed your homeowner's insurance to make sure you've got a great rate and the right coverage? Well, you know, I bet that you've forgotten, like most people, about the things that insurance does not cover. How about your old HVAC unit, kitchen appliances, plumbing? And we're not ready for the hassles and bills when those things break down. But I have something good for you, American Home Shield. They have a great plan. They cover those repair costs. And if they can't fix it, they'll replace it or find another solution. They're a great company. To see all they cover and save $50 today, go to ahs.com slash savage. Now, look, I actually had American Home Shield in a house I once owned. And as the nation's largest provider, they paid more in home warranty claims than any other company. That's added up to more than $2 billion in the past five years that they have paid out. They're real. They're great. American Home Shield is America's most preferred home warranty with more than 1.8 million customers. They offer coverage for up to 21 home systems and appliances, plus unlimited electronics coverage for tablets, flat screen TVs, and more. It's astounding. AHS has a nationwide network of more than 15,000 licensed professional contractors, so they can get you the right pro. And they're convenient. No inspections needed or proof of maintenance required. Coverage available no matter how old your systems and appliances are. They have plans and pricing to fit every budget. American Home Shield helps protect your home and plan for the costs of unexpected repairs. They're great. Go to ahs.com slash savage. That's simple. ahs.com slash savage. You'll save $50 and start protecting your home and budget from inevitable breakdowns. ahs.com slash savage. ahs.com slash savage for $50 off any plan. American Home Shield. Be sure with the shield. Limitations and exclusions apply. See plan for details by going to ahs.com slash savage. Potatoes are cheaper, potatoes are cheaper, now's the time to grab a gal. No, we were looking for music from the Great Depression, post-Depression songs, and uh, we couldn't find that one. But I want to ask you another question. I've asked some loaded questions that are all important. Um, do you think that all political rallies should be stopped temporarily? That would include MAGA rallies, Bernie rallies, Biden rallies. Uh, who would go to one now? I, I know you feel that you're immune. 
that God is on your side, that uh, you can't get the disease because you're on the right side of things. But I, I've written books on the subject, and unfortunately for you, if you're suffering from that delusion, I must uh, share with you the idea that uh, microbes do not discriminate. I wrote that during the AIDS epidemic. Microbes do not discriminate. They don't know that you're on God's side. The microbes don't know that you're the good guys and the liberals are the bad guys. They don't really care one way or the other. Microbes can't tell the difference. They're going to bite you either way. I wouldn't go to a, I wouldn't go to a, never mind a rally. And speaking of the Spanish flu of 1918, which I spoke about weeks and weeks and weeks ago, which killed 50 million people when the Earth's population was 500 million. Uh, that was just the flu, by the way. The flu that the uh, idiots in the media are saying uh, is uh, about the same as this. And I realize this is not lethal, except for people who are old. But old people have lives too, you know, what they shouldn't live. But that's not the issue. The issue is what it's doing to the economics of the world, what it's doing to the privacy of the world, what it's liable to do to the economics and the privacy of the world. And as a sad side note, did you know that President Trump's own grandfather died from the Spanish flu in 1918? Check it out. See if I'm... Uh, Wrong on that one. Mr. Trump's own grandpa died in 1918 from the Spanish flu. That's how devastating that disease was. It was like the black, like the black plague. I mean, across all everywhere on the earth. Of course, that was a killer flu. This is not as killer, you know. And uh, here we are. Here we are now bringing this cruise ship here into the San Francisco area in the Oakland estuary is a criminal act on the part of the morons who are doing it. I've never seen such idiocy in my entire life. Whoever made that decision should be arrested. Why would you bring a cruise ship with patients on it into the Oakland estuary, wait, and then transport them to military bases in California and in Texas to treat them? Can you follow the logic, you morons in the public health business who don't know what the hell you're doing and you never did? Do you understand what this is going to do to U.S. troop readiness when you disseminate this disease throughout these military bases by accident? Do you understand what this is going to do to bring the cruise ship patients into Oakland and bring them to military bases? If it was me in charge, that wouldn't have happened. But then again... I'm not in charge. I'm only a talk show host. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Hey, here's a question. How did you sleep last night? Did you spend the night tossing and turning, worrying? Now, look, if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a purple mattress. The founders of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds, wheelchairs, well, in 2016, they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create Purple, the world's most scientific mattress. Now, what does that mean? How is Purple different from other mattresses? Listen, the Purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced. Why? Because it uses the brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It was not like the memory foam that I'm used to or you're, you're used to. No, no. The purple material feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the very same time. So it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable. 
unlike foams. It's breathable, so it sleeps cool. It ends up giving you the zero-gravity-like feel, so it works for any sleeping position. Okay, 100-night risk-free trial. You're not satisfied? You can return your mattress for a full refund. It's backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns, free in-home setup, old mattress removal. You ready? You're going to love purple. And right now, my listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text SAVAGE to 84-888. The only way to get this free pillow is to do this. You ready? Text SAVAGE to 84-888. That's S-A-V-A-G-E to 84-888. Text S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. What would likely happen? We're not going to have a vaccine that's deployable for at least a year to a year and a half. That's not today. If this cycles through, maybe even goes down a bit and comes back next year, that's when you get public health plus a vaccine. We hope this just goes away, burns itself out the way SARS did. But if it doesn't Mm -hmm. and it cycles on a seasonal way, that's when a vaccine comes in. All right. Fauci is actually doing a good job. I wasn't a big fan of his before this because he's been around a very long time. I I had misgivings about him during the uh, HIV AIDS crisis. He's been around since the 80s. He knows what he's talking about. At least he's not lying. And he said we're not going to have a vaccine for at least a year to a year and a half. He's not giving us some Pollyanna garbage uh, of the type you're hearing coming out of uh, Israel from the biotech gonifs. You know, Israel always wants to be ahead of everybody. They have to be first in the world with everything. And the gonifs are oh, we have a vaccine tomorrow. We're developing it in a secret cave in the cave of the patriarchs. Now, he's being honest about it. Year, year and a half. That's all. So we're, we're talking about the big issue because it's all related to the issue of the coronavirus. Now, you could argue over and over again, if you want, that only those who want to hurt Trump are talking about the coronavirus. If you take that approach, you know, I can't help you. I cannot help you at all. Uh, If, on the other hand, you want to learn more about what this virus is, what it's like to get the illness, what's it actually like when you get the disease and it progresses? What if you catch it? What's it going to be like? Which day is the worst? What treatment should you take? What should you do? I'll, I'll try to get to that today on the Savage Nation. And then um, we'll talk about the economics. And please don't overlook what I said at the beginning in part of my opening, which is that there's a good thing to this as well, the slowdown of the economy worldwide. I mean, it was, it was inevitable. I, I, I'm sorry to tell you, this hyperinflated economy of ours, this overheated economy of ours, where houses are out of the reach of everyone, the average person, forget the rich people, the average person, the young people, they can't afford anything. So maybe houses will become cheaper. Do you ever think about that? Maybe the greedy landlords who are driving people out of restaurants will think twice about saying, get the hell out of the mall now and cut their damn rents. You know how many restaurants are going out of business here in the San Francisco area? Not because there aren't customers, but because the landlords are so greedy, they don't care. The landlord said, go to hell, get out, we'll resell the building for more. Well, maybe now the landlord, whoever he may be, wherever they may be, China, Japan, New York, Hong Kong, no one knows where. Maybe they'll say, you know what, maybe we should cut our rent 
and let the people stay there. There's, you know, there's a plus to an economy that slows down. Now let's take some callers on the Savage Nation. Patrick in the Four Corners, welcome to the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Hey, Dr. Savage. I'm an EMT in a Four Corners state, and there's some spooky stuff going on here. I've been on edge for a few days. Um, I wouldn't play down this virus. I look at what the government action. and right. Well, I don't play it down. I'm the only one in the radio business who isn't playing it down. The, the others are there like, you know, uh, water carriers. Oh, don't worry about it. It's just like the well, mild flu. You have a bigger chance of dying from a lightning strike. Have you heard that kind of garbage from people? I have, and I, I agree. I get so mad listening to that. It's a violation of the public health. Well, that's why I'm calling you right now, because I'm worried. Right now, our medical um, direction has moved to what's called a level one health care crisis. And we have less than 10 reported cases in this state. And that means it's an imminent threat to health care providers and the public. Because you're on the front lines. We are on the front lines. Patrick, here's the question I keep asking now for over two weeks. The homeless populations in America are endemically disease-ridden. Their immune systems are compromised from the use of drugs, alcohol, laying in the gutter, poor hygiene. Now you have this virus floating around and no one's rounding up the homeless and putting them out of the cities. Why are they not doing that? Have you noticed none of the Democrat mayors in these liberal cities have said we're going to do something about the homeless population because we're afraid the disease will spread more rapidly and mutate in them? I mean, I know what's coming. The Democrats in the big cities are are a more disgusting topic in themselves. But my friend, listen, listen to me. These sanctuary cities like San Fernando, if we had sane leadership, the governor would immediately declare a health emergency in the state and categorically round up the homeless and take them out of the cities and bring them to treatment facilities away from population centers before the bug migrates into that community, if it hasn't already, and mutates in that community. And by the way, viruses mutate very rapidly. They don't need years to mutate. You know that as a medical professional. Absolutely. We're being told as medical providers, medical and firefighters, we cannot meet for training in person. There's only eight reported cases in our state, less than 10. And we're All right, but what you're saying is, although the number of cases is low, uh, the cautions, the, the precautions that are being taken are reasonable or are they sta- are, are the reflection of panic? They're, they may be a reflection of panic, but I consider them reasonable. But then I'm wondering if, as a medical provider, I'm not allowed to meet at our station for training and i have to it's conducted over the internet right now why are but i would say it's better to be safe than sorry and i say it's better to be overly cautious for whatever the reason uh than tell people oh like a pollyanna you have as much a chance of dying from a lightning strike that to me is irresponsible and i think that that's a criminal act to lie to people like that so i don't know about the panic level i do know this I'm taking precautions. I know many people are who have a reasonable uh, approach to this. And you as a medical uh, treatment, you're right on the front lines. And you're saying you can't even meet to, to do training now. 
We cannot even meet to do training now. We're not supposed to stop an ambulance in a crowded area if we have a suspected patient in it. We're supposed to move that ambulance through that area. Mm. Um, our hospitals have set up screening tents. We're not allowed to bring the patients into the hospital. But well, what about the homeless encampments in your Four Corners area? There's huge homeless encampments, aren't there? There is. Okay. Now, what kind of diseases are you finding there? I know in California we had we had typhus in Los Angeles homeless encampments. Typhus. Typhus. They were finding bubonic plague in some of these homeless encampments. Now, you take that cocktail of pathogens and you throw into this uh, immune-compromised population uh, a new virus. There's going to be a devastation in the homeless communities unlike any we've ever seen, and the governors are doing nothing. Well, Well, that's because I'm not in charge. Make me the czar, okay? Make me the czar. And I guarantee you, there'd be containment. I don't want the job. I wouldn't do it for all the tea in China. I wouldn't do it. It's funny thing is like the tea in China. I, that's, that's a bad analogy to be using right now. Uh, all of the uh, corona in China, it's not a laughing matter. What are you going to do? The fact of the matter is they're making big mistakes, bringing the cruise ship into Oakland and then disseminating the patients to military bases. Crazy. Crazy. You got people in the public health arena. They walk around like Captain Kangaroo in the military uniforms. They have never fired a shot. It's a cushy job, the public health service. And many of them can't do arithmetic, but they're trying to teach algebra. It's frightening. 855-400-7282. Ron in California, line seven. You're on the Savage Nation. Go ahead, please. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, uh, I don't mean to be cruel, what I'm about to say. But, uh, you know, the left, and, and I live in California, and uh, I'm a transplant from New York. I'm a Vietnam vet. And I see all this hysteria going on. We have to have precautions. But you know as well as I do that the, the left would, are, are uh, having uh, prayers about having this get worse. You know, I, I've heard the argument. There's certainly validity to the argument, but it's not the only valid discussion to have. It's not all about the Democrats wanting... It's not all about the Democrats wanting Trump out, is it? No, not at all. Well, I'm glad you said that because I, I thought you were going to tell me that it's all made up. No, no. I, I'm, I'm telling you that these people are uh, driving this state down the tube. No, but that's a given. We know what they're doing. I, I've even talked about they should round the homeless up right now for their own protection and protection of the general population because there's going to be a huge outbreak the minute this gets into these communities, which are already immune compromised. And so Gavin Newsom's doing nothing. They're all lead footed on this. They don't know what the hell to do. None of the politicians, by the way, are equipped for this left, right or center. Do you know that they don't know what to do? Of course I do. And I know. Well, see, now that's the main point. There's no there's no one doing the right thing here. They're all dragging their feet. They're all following it. They're not leading this. Yeah, yeah I understand that. And it's- You know, when this first hit, yeah. I came out and said, ban all travel in and out of China. I was the only one in the first one in the media. That's because I have experience in this field of epidemiology. I've been studying it since I'm a young man. I don't want to go on and on about my PhD, but, you know, I do have a PhD 
And I do have experience in epidemiology, and I wrote Maximum Immunity in 1982, which is translated into six languages. I do have some knowledge in this area that is of value to society. And I'm sick and tired of illiterate mental midgets who can't do arithmetic lecturing me on algebra. I'm sick of it. I'll be right back. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. So let me talk about the cruise ship stupidity. So you got people with the disease now, the virus, sitting offshore, and the morons in the public health department say, bring it in, bring it into Oakland. And we, we're in charge. Grand Princess passengers react to finally nearing dock. So they're going to get off now here in Oakland across the bay from me. And... Uh, the geniuses are going to move them to military bases. No, wrong, upside down, the backwards of epidemiological thought. You put me in charge, you make me the czar of this, that never would have happened. What would I have done? You say, well, I don't know what I'm talking about. Here's what I would have done. Run this by your thinking cap. You bring the cruise ship in, bring it to Oakland if you want. You tie her up and you turn the ship, you requisition the ship through a national emergency. The U.S. government requisitions the ship. It's a national emergency, as they did in World War II. You have to requisition things. And you turn it into a floating hospital ship. You let nobody off. And you bring medical personnel who are uh, properly suited. You bring the food onto that ship. You treat the people there on the dock until all the people are cleared. That is how you do this. Whoever said give them the green light to come ashore has committed a public health disaster here but then again there is no clear thinking in this field at all i've watched this since the age of the hiv epidemic and remember i've got to tell you this is very important you hear me out i've lived in the san francisco area since 74 and i've told you that back in the beginning of the aids epidemic i was screaming to close the bathhouses now i was called homophobic i lost all of my quote liberal friends they were nice guys some of them but they called me names they don't what you're doing you're a nazi well <clears throat> i knew what would happen if the bathhouses were left open the gay bathhouses and feinstein who was mayor then prohibited this at that time the health department from closing the bathhouses well as it turns out years later a gay activist wrote a book called and the band played on his name was randy schultz in that book he confirmed that the bathhouses should have been closed by Dianne Feinstein right up front, and it would have contained the epidemic right at the outset. I am telling you I'm going through the same thing right now with a different disease. Only this time, instead of being ostracized by the left, I'm being ostracized by the right, because stupidity is not limited to the left or the right. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. 
And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome back to uh, The Savage Nation. Dow down, Corona up, COVID-19 is real. Welcome to the show. And uh, if you're not taking this seriously, you ought to really take it seriously. There are many things about this uh, virus that are unknown, but there are many things that are known. And to dismiss it in a Pollyanna-esque way uh, is to do yourself and your family and your neighbors and your co-workers a great disservice. Now, the market bloodbath, the, the cratering of the stock market, is another story that is directly related to the corona uh, story. And if you're one of those true believers who says, oh, no, it's nothing, it's just the Democrats trying to destroy Trump, you know, you're sadly out of touch with reality. Of course, there is an element of that in play. We understand that. But that is not the only element in play. And if you want to uh, calm yourself by saying it's all nonsense, it's overblown, I'm not going to get it, and if I do, it'll be nothing, again, you're not doing yourself or your family a service. Not at all. And that is because uh, we do not know many things about this virus. We initially know how the disease progresses if someone catches it. We know how it's spread. We know it's less deadly than SARS, but more deadly than the flu. We know that the seventh day of the disease is the worst. We know that there are no drugs or vaccines yet. We know that those who recover from COVID-19 COVID might not be immune forever. I call it the Wuhan virus anyway. And we also don't know the extent of the illness, nor are we talking about the recurrence rate, which is rather high. We don't know what's happening six months after the infection is, quote, gone. We don't know any of that. And I'm talking today about some of the practical steps that the government is not taking that should have been taken. Public health service is totally out of tr touch with reality. Instead of Fauci giving nice speeches every day with a nice suit and tie again, starring again, Anthony Fauci hasn't been seen since 1982. Everywhere you turn, there he is. He ought to be running the NIH instead of giving speeches. Another politician. Another politician, Anthony Fauci. Every day, another speech on another channel. Never had such a good time since the AIDS epidemic. There he is again. He ought to be giving some leadership. But the, you don't understand that there is no leadership. You know, there's very little brains in the world. You know that? The thing called sechel, common sense. People I come from, sechel, some have it, some don't. Common sense, brains, brains. Some think with the, I remember a father told a friend, though, and he became very wealthy. He was a hardworking kid. He said to him, Johnny, he said, in this world, Johnny, some work with their behind and some work with their head. Make sure you work with your head. And the, and the kid worked with his head, not his behind. We're not denigrating laborers. We're not denigrating people who work with their behinds. But for God's sakes, use your head. And if you can't use your head, stop lecturing those of us who can. Stop lecturing those of us who can do advanced algebra when you can't even do arithmetic. And I'm telling you, there are so many mistakes being made right now that it seems to me that there's no one in charge here. Cruise ship. Docking in Oakland as I speak. Mistake, mistake, mistake. That's not the way you contain an epidemic. It's the opposite of containment. That's spreading the epidemic. 
you're going to take these patients, you're going to fly them to military bases, and then you're going to treat them on military bases, and you don't think it's going to now escape into the military population, diminishing our troop readiness. What the hell is wrong with everybody? I know more than the generals on this, or they know and they're afraid to say a word. Everyone's afraid to say a word for fear that they'll be knocked out of the box. Luckily, I have freedom of speech. Luckily, I have a base of knowledge that's extensive. And luckily, lucky for you, you're listening to this show. How do you treat them then, wise guy? You're saying, you know so much. How would you treat them, savage? You know so much. How about common sense? Forget that I know so much. Let's use common sense together. You're bringing in a ship with sick people on it. I don't know, 34 or 35 of them on a ship, whatever the princess is called. You declare a national emergency with regard to the requisitioning of that vessel, as is done in a national emergency. The government temporarily seizes the ship from the cruise line. You leave it in the dock. Nobody gets off that ship at this time. Nobody. Nobody. Except someone who's dying, perhaps. You bring them to an emergency room or a special room for them, the care. Otherwise, you bring medical personnel aboard where needed, and you bring food aboard. Of course, they need the food and the water. People can walk out on the decks now. They can see the wonderful downtown, the skyline of downtown Oakland for a couple of weeks. That's very thrilling. They can watch the, uh, I've been in that estuary on my boat many times. You can watch all of the scrap metal being churned up and passed into a freighter ships to be taken to our good friends in China as they're turning them into tanks and airplanes just like in the 1930s with Japan. But let's put that aside. You stand on the, they're going to stand on the deck. They can wave at people on the dock, but you don't let them off the ship. You requisition the ship, keep them on the ship, get the epidemic contained for whatever time period it takes. When they're cleared, you let them off the ship. That's what you do. That's what you do. That's if I was in charge of the public health service. I wouldn't be out giving speeches with a little smile and a new a new. A new Brioni shirt every day. A Brioni shirt and tie with a smile. I can't stand these. I can't stand these PR men. I don't trust smiling salesmen, whether they're selling me a toilet brush or a public health message. If he was really a public health expert, he'd be out there leading the public health campaign instead of giving speeches every day on, on, on CNN and MSNBC. Every day, a rotating speech. Anthony Fauci. Been around longer than, uh, I, I don't know how long, how long can anyone stay since 1982? That's my idea. What do you think? Tom in Seattle, welcome to the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Well, Dr. Savage, you kind of stole some of my thunder on the issue of the military readiness. Uh, people may not know uh, Travis Air Base, but you remember a couple of weeks ago they brought in some from South Korea and quarantined them at Travis, and mysteriously within a week, someone in Vacaville, a citizen, got the virus, and it was all, we don't know how this happened. It was community-acquired it's only five miles from the base. So, of course, that's how it happened. It was it was workers on the on, on the base who left the base and went home and transmitted the virus. And also, uh, Travis is the main hospital for the Air Force for the entire West Pacific and the Western United States. So there are people in beds there with other problems, and they're going to bring these people in. It's military. It's the biggest transport base for our whole West for Guam and everything. They're going to bring in there. And then the other one is Miramar, as you know, that's our top gun uh, naval. Oh, sure, air- they're bringing them into that military, that air base. 
you agree you're a military man you you agree with me that this will diminish u.s troop readiness when it spreads into the into the military well i'm concerned i'm i'm, I'm a retired military md a doctor and not an epidemiologist i was a surgeon but you don't need to be a doctor this is that's right you don't need to be an epidemiologist to have common sense either you're absolutely right so i'm <laughs> i mean where is common sense gone in all of this it's like a bunch of chickens without heads running around giving speeches in clean shirts and ties. I hope the White House can hear you. Uh, let me put it to you this way. Um, there was a party at Mar-a-Lago Saturday. I was not at it because I'm in California. But someone close to me was there who spoke with everybody at the upper levels about a lot of things. And they hear us. They know what we know but that doesn't mean that i have any influence even if they know we're right it doesn't mean they can act on what is right by the way the president himself originally said he didn't want these people coming off the ships do you know that tom that's right yeah he did a couple days he did that's right he said if it was up to him he'd leave them on the ships but he didn't go to the next step with a solution as i just did that's because i'm not his czar on this subject i would have said okay president trump good point let me finish it for you you, you can't leave them at sea. You bring them into a dock and you, you make the ship into a hospital ship until you clear all the patients and everyone tests negative. That would have been the solution. Instead of giving speeches, Anthony Fauci, every day another speech. Thank you for being an educated listener. I love my listeners. I'm the smartest listeners in America. That's why I get up every morning. I get up every morning to talk with you, not to you. I get up every morning not to bamboozle you and sell you a rug, or a this, or a that. I'm not here to sell you anything. The whole object of talk radio is to have a dialogue for the public good, as far as I can tell. Of course, there has to be an entertainment quality to it, or else it's boring. So you have to do it in an entertaining fashion. But now we're dealing with a, with a very serious issue, more serious when you consider the ramifications on our economy and the economy of the world, and you start to see the headlines, and you can't believe that people are allowed to say the things they're saying, which are damaging the public health. Do you realize that even Kramer has blasted the president? I couldn't believe my eyes. Kramer is like swinging back and forth. I mean, I respected the guy in a certain way. First, he said it's a threat. Then he said it's no threat when they got to him. Now all of a sudden he's blasting Trump. He says, we want leadership. We don't want golfing. What, what's going on with these people? What, what, what medication are they on that they one day they say one thing, the next? There's no consistency here. No consistency here. Now New York City is considering shutting down the subway system. Are you listening to this? Oh, it's all panic. It's all Democrats trying to hurt Trump. The Pope is in a cage of the Vatican. He canceled his masses so that people wouldn't congregate and potentially spread the virus. He was giving his masses via video. He's doing it to hurt Trump. All travelers to Israel are to be isolated. So Netanyahu's doing it to hurt Trump. Do you understand how, how, how thin this argument is now at this point? It can't only be about the president who I support. It's not about him. It's about the virus. It's about the population at large. That's what we have to be talking about. And so, my friend, my friends listening to this program, the experts, and some of them are really smart, 
are saying things such as we're past the point of containment. What does that mean? Coronavirus fight enters new phases, ship repairs to dock in California. Well, the 3,000 stranded travelers are docked right now in Oakland, California. And they're going to now spread the disease throughout military bases. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that smart? You talk about a conspiracy to undermine America's uh, readiness. <clears throat> the Surgeon General sounds like a doofus, doesn't know what he's doing. The head of the CDC is another idiot. I never saw such chickens without heads here. Anthony Fauci, again, I'm not a fan of his, I haven't been for a long time. He must give a few, few less speeches and uh, get, get off, beat the press and go do his job. Every, every you turn, there he is with the smiling and the, 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 the cracking voice. Maybe he thinks he's going to be governor or president. Governor Gavin Newsom. Genius, brilliant. Newsom's a genius. Says it's going to dock today and disembark all passengers and those who need medical attention. Very good, Gavin. Really smart. Who'd you get that one from? Governor said the operation will take three days, but could take longer. Newsom said that after the medical cases disembark, California residents will be taken off the ship first. Very good. Very smart. With the majority being sent to Travis Air Force Base in nearby Solano County. Really isn't that smart. The remainder of the American passengers will be sent to Joint Base San Antonio, Lackland, and Texas, or Dobbins Air Reserve Base in Georgia. While foreign passengers will be sent to their home countries via charter flights from Oakland, Newsom said. Newsom, you're not doing the right thing, Gavin. Not at all. You shouldn't have let those people off that ship. The federal government should not have let them off that ship. The federal government should have requisitioned the ship under a national emergency and turned the ship into a floating hospital ship until the virus is cleared. That's what should have been done. It's too late now, baby. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. You know, in the in age of Twitter, I have to reduce some of my thoughts to a, a short burst here. And I just said this. Ship should not have been allowed to release passengers. Feds should have requisitioned ship, turned it into a floating hospital until all cleared of signs of virus. Dumb. Uh, it's as simple as that. Some things are quite simple and, and quite correct. To fall into the trap of letting them off because it's their right to get off the ship? Are you crazy? Newsom failed the people of the state of California. The federal government has failed the people of the uh, United States of America. Now we're going to disseminate sick people into military hospitals? And you don't think it's going to escape from the military hospitals into the military population, diminishing our U.S. troop readiness? Then you know nothing about disease transmission. It seems to me the people running the show uh, lack common sense, in addition to lacking knowledge about how uh, pathogens are even transmitted. They're living in a world of politics, and they put everything through a political filter before making a medical decision, which is a disaster, a disaster. I'm only one man. I have strong opinions on many subjects. In this field, I have strong opinions in a subject I think I know sufficient about to discuss it with some intelligence. I'm trying to 
contain the epidemic. I'm trying to limit the epidemic. And in so doing, protect the people of the United States of America and protect this administration. Those of you who think that we should be saying it's all panic are not doing the president any good. What you are doing by telling people to let their guard down is increasing the risk of spread and thereby harming the president in the short and long term. But you haven't been told that by people who have specialized in swinging golf clubs instead of studying epidemics or medicine or health as I have. And that's all I want to say at this time. I'll be right back to discuss this with you. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Dow down, Corona up. COVID-19 is real. Mistake to bring cruise ship passengers ashore. Will diminish troop readiness as a disease inevitably will spread on our military bases. If you wanted to infect our troops and weaken the U.S. military, you couldn't do it better than they're doing it. Yeah, no, no, you couldn't do a better job. Everyone seems to have lost their brains. Their common sense is gone. Never saw anything like this. I've given you solutions. Uh, chickens without heads from the governor all the way up and down the line. Israel. Let's look at Israel. Small country, microcosm. All people entering Israel must be quarantined. That's in Israel. But here in California, we're taking sick people and bringing them in. Oh, but don't worry. We could contain it. We got, I just bought a new Brioni suit to give another speech on CNN. Bring out another schmuck from the CDC to give another, another putt speech. Any IDF soldier returning from abroad won't be able to serve for 14 days. And uh, they're worried because it's a small country. So you have uh, common sense is gone. Common sense seems to be gone. There is no common sense. It's all political, political, political. Now we're going to, the big picture, Sanders now with the other Schmendrick, the communist versus the, 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 the doofus. So the, uh, the damn establishment knocked the commie out. Thank God. That's the good news. You know, I, I um, was speaking to my cardiologist the other day, and I said, something about these communists intrigues me, which is that after a heart attack and two stents, Sanders can run around waving his arms, screaming, turning beet red, and, and not slow down. I said, I believe communists produce a, an enzyme that's unknown to science. I said to my doctor, if you could isolate the enzyme in these old communists like Sanders, you could probably win a Nobel Prize. It could be turned into a pill. He, he's one of my heroes, Sanders. With such hatred, he hasn't died on the, on, the, on the platform yet. He hasn't given up his hatred. Amazing. Runs around, screams, face turns red. With two stents, I never saw anything like it. I know what he's on. Hatred seems to be uh, capable of producing a special something in the blood. 855-407-282, phone number. We got a lot to talk about. Chuck in California says, I am wrong about the ships. Go ahead, Chuck, you're on the Savage Nation. We're here to hear you. Go ahead. Yes, I'm calling from my car. I've never called a, a talk radio, but uh, I, I would beg to differ with you, and, and the reason for that is that, that ship not being a hospital ship is not equipped to handle 
or for respiratory stuff and stuff. Uh, yeah, you're, you're 100% right. That's why I said you requisition the ship and you turn it into a hospital ship. There, there are, first of all, there are mobile tent hospitals that can treat these patients. Do we agree on that? Sure. So you put the same thing on the ship? You do it in a, in a, in a matter of hours. You fly it in. Meanwhile, you contain the virus. Have it is a massive air handlers that they that, that they have on the. They, you don't have the massive air handlers that the, a hospital has. That stuff's recirculating on that ship. And right, you know, you're 100 percent right. And uh, and you're telling me that putting them into hospitals makes sense? Then it's not circulating through the vents of the hospital. I'm saying that the hospital has the ability to not recirculate that to every different room and stuff like that. Right. So how hard would it be to how hard would it be to put a new scrubber into the main system on a ship? I don't know. I think you know that that's 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 a good question. I mean, it looks- oh, well, that's why I'm asking the question. I think that the risks are lower to keep them on the ship and modify the ship literally uh, uh, on the dock quickly rather than risking the public health where they are being sent, Chuck. And I listen. I have no no. What do they say? Fish in the game. I don't even know the common phrase. I have nothing in this. There's nothing in this. I'm not going to win or lose with what I'm saying. I'm trying to use common sense, Chuck. And I, I'm glad you joined the conversation. Eight five five four hundred seven two eight two. Now remember this. Please remember this. The motto of this radio program since 1994 has been what? Borders, language, culture. And what were one of the things I talked about right back when you started listening to me back in 1994? It was immigrants and epidemics. Do you remember that story I told you how I got into radio? I was um, a young guy trained in epidemiology, and I tried to write a book called Immigrants and Epidemics after I had six best-selling books at at the time in various fields. I tried through a book proposal to write that book with the then chairman of the School of Public Health at University of California at Berkeley, brilliant, wonderful medical doctor. I thought it would be a snap picked up by the New York publishers, Immigrants and Epidemics. All of them said, great idea, Mr. Savage, but we can't publish it because it, it would insult and violate, it would, it, it would offend too many people. Well, here we are uh, 20 some odd years later, God, I don't know, March 24th is my 26th anniversary on radio. Isn't that something? Uh, and um, the cycle's been completed, the same story. Immigrants and epidemics. Immigrants and epidemics. Immigrants and epidemics. Immigrants and epidemics. We did not have this virus in America until it was brought into America. We did not have the disease that, that, that was mimicking polio in America until Obama brought hundreds of thousands of immigrants in from Honduras a number of years ago, where this virus at the time, a crippling, crippling virus, different virus, crippling virus affecting mainly children, was endemic in the Honduran population. And Obama brought in hundreds of thousands of people by the trainload. I was screaming bloody murder, saying, stop it, immigrants and epidemics, again, Uh, I have no power. All I have is the power of thought. The power of um, logic. Is there no logic left in the world? Must everything be seen through the tribes? Which tribe you're on is how you, 
A man makes sense, but don't agree with him because he's in the wrong tribe. <laughs> a stupid world we're living in. Everything's thought now through the tribe. The, the, the tribe. What does my tribe think? Oh, we can't agree with Savage on this. Even though he's 100% right, we can't agree with him because he's not in our tribe. That's the road to perdition, my friends. The road to perdition, my friends. I have one goal, and that is to aid the public. That's what I have. You don't have to believe me when I say that. Just take me on my word if you don't mind. Suspend your cynicism for one second. Common sense would dictate that what I am suggesting makes sense. It's too late now. Governor Newsom wants to be the feel-good governor who let the people from California go home. What a nice guy. Mr. Rogers Newsom. Very, really nice, very smart leadership there. Trump wanted to keep them on the ship a few, like a week ago. He said if it was up to him, he'd keep them on the Who overrode him on it? See, that's what I want to know. Trump's a powerful guy. He tends not to listen to people. Why did he let them, t- say, bring the ship in? Who talked him out of that? Which liberal around them whispered in his ear, no, you can't, you can't keep him on the ship? Who was the person who talked him out of keeping them on the ship? Probably people who didn't think it through. All they thought was how he would look mean by keeping the people on the ship. It's bad for his election. But that's because they didn't have me advising him. So they had a meathead who breaks bricks at night, who calls him in the middle of the night a moron, an idiot, another schmuck who doesn't know his foot from his brain, his number one advisor, a real, an idiot, an idiot, Mr. Pretty Boy, Wallbanger. Wallbanger probably advised him on this. The wall banger. Now, 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 now he's the brick banger. The brick banger told him what to do. Should have called me. He called me three weeks ago. He should have said, Savage, what would you do? I would have said, bring the ship into a dock and requisition the ship and convert it immediately to a mobile equivalent of a field hospital. As the last caller said, what about the air vents? You put a new scrubber on it. What about special treatment facilities for those with the illness? You have tents that can do it. You bring the equivalent onto the ship and you convert whole floors of the ship into hospitals. You have people double up elsewhere. That's it. That's what you do until you test everyone and they're all negative. But okay, you don't do it for political reasons. You suffer the consequences. Common sense is gone. Everything is looked at through a political lens. And speaking of politics, let me go back in time with you about another election at another time when Two progressives were running against each other, and they were both trying to be out-progressive each other. Their names were Teddy Roosevelt and Woodrow Wilson. Both were appealing to the masses who were suffering with populist messages. Both were trying to outdo each other with, quote, attacking the trusts or the corporations. Both of them were trying to outdo each other with helping the common man. It was Wilson versus Roosevelt, but they both were spreading the pre-Bernie Sanders communist message in a strange way. They were they were anti-capitalist for sure, because the people were suffering, and the average person could care less about where the relief comes from. All they want is the relief. Do you understand that? They don't care how it comes. Now, I come from a poor background. I'm going to say it to you again. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it, not proud of it. It doesn't matter. I wish my father was rich, but he wasn't. There's no, there's no joy in being poor. He did the best he could. He was an immigrant. He struggled. He had a little store, bought a little house, attached house, 
My mother didn't have to work one income, one one family car, one vacation a year. That's the way people lived in this country, in the lower middle class. I never felt hungry. I worked after school. didn't mind. I liked working. I always did. I always loved working. So the point I'm making is I understand how to live frugally. And America needs to live frugally again, whether this market comes back or not is irrelevant. Maybe this pause in this obscenity of an overheated, absurd, and garish culture, this garish, ugly, gilded culture of ours can slow down. What's the crime in that? What's the crime if the gilded culture slows down for a bit? Tell me. What, you're going to die? You think you're going to miss a meal? Maybe you'll learn to live on less. Maybe you'll learn not to take 80 vacations a year in Las Vegas. Like a schmuck, throw your money away to the... What do you need to go all those places for? Maybe you'll find out that staying around your house is not so bad. You earn a living, you do the basics, stay home with the wife and kids or whoever you're with, and learn to stay at home. Maybe you could do something instead of watching television. Maybe you'll learn how to do other things. Maybe you'll pick up a book again. Maybe you'll learn to listen to music again. Maybe you'll learn to appreciate art again. Maybe you'll read philosophy again. Maybe you'll turn within again and start thinking about the meaningful things again instead of the stupid things again. You open up the, the tabloids. They're still doing it, the moron celebrities. There's Mr. and Mrs. Celebrity showing their abs and her bathing suits falling off in Miami. They, they can't stop. They're mentally ill. The whole culture is mentally ill. Mentally ill. Celebrity culture. Another gutter rat with, with a, a chain hanging down to his feet with a, a $50,000 chain. I can't believe what I'm looking at. Hasn't changed. There she is, Greta Kukowski, with her, with her things hanging out in Miami with her boyfriend, another more, another genius. Splashing in the surf, soaking up the sun. Idiotic, moronic. Maybe you can stop looking at the tabloids and shame those people for being the idiots that they are. Maybe you can study philosophy, poetry, science, art. Literature, the history of America, history of the world, ancient history, modern history. Maybe you'll find out that there's a richer world than the world of glitter in the Gilded Age. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. Dow down, Corona up, COVID-19 is real. I tweeted this during the last hour. Ship should not have been allowed to release passengers. Feds should have requisitioned ship, turned it into a floating hospital until all cleared of signs of virus. Dumb. I just received a response from someone aboard the ship. And he writes this. I will leave his name out of it. I'm aboard the Golden Princess now at Oakland. He says the crew is not prepared for becoming a hospital ship. We trust the CDC and CDH. They're in control and they have a plan. Stop fear mongering. And I said to him, stop being selfish. Stop thinking of yourself. Think of the general population. No one said the crew should become a hospital uh, crew. You bring the crew aboard. Those who volunteer to go aboard, there are plenty of people in the medical business who would volunteer for that. And the longer you stay aboard, the higher the risk. So you admit there is a risk, sir. And so if there is a risk, are you not concerned about the spread of that risk into our military bases where the sick will be brought foolishly and when it does spread inevitably as it has out of travis 
What would you say then as troop readiness suddenly diminishes? When entire military bases are locked down and there is no one left to fly the planes because they are locked down. You think it can happen? Use common sense. My friends, there's very little common sense out there. Fortunately for you, you're listening to someone with a lot of it. Brandy in Vacaville, you'll be the last caller of the day. Fire away. I go to Travis Air Force Base every day pretty much to do bids. I'm a contractor. And all these people are talking about, the, you know, having these air scrubbers and stuff. Keep them on the ship because you know what? When they're transporting them over to Travis Air Force Base, they're putting them in a hotel that doesn't have air scrubbers in it, and they're exposing <laughs> all of our military to, to this coronavirus. Well, that's how it escaped. That's how it escaped from Travis into the surrounding community was from someone who was working there and going back and forth. Obviously, it's common sense. This is how epidemics spread. If people have forgotten the basic rules of epidemiology, which I have not forgotten. I thank you for the call. Common sense, common sense, common sense. I studied this in graduate school a long time ago. The whole field has been forgotten by those who should never have forgotten the basic rules. Study how the, origin, the origins of epidemiology worked. The pump, the diphtheria outbreak, and when the great doctor in England found that the commonality between all the patients was the pump at a certain water station, they closed the pump down and they stopped the spread of the diphtheria. That's how epidemiology began. Look where we are today. Con men with white shirts and ties on CNN. The Westwood One Podcast Network. 